When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's going on? Good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here. Another morning drop. Today, we are talking about the defensive back room for Auburn. Hey, man, we're going to get straight into it this morning. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. It is Friday, August the 11th. We are here. You got Ike Jones B. Will in the place to be talking mm-hmm. a little bit about the DBs. B. Will. Yes, sir. How you feeling? Man, I'm all right. You know, it's coming down, down here in Auburn right now. Man. Is it raining really hard again? It's raining really hard again. This weather is crazy, man. Can't wait for the fall for more reasons than one. Yeah, the uh, that summer rain is different, man, just because it's it's still hot. And then when it's done raining, it's like very humid and muggy outside. Like it's just, it's, yeah, it is. it's way different. So It's aggressive. It's way too aggressive. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, Anyway, defensive backs, what we're talking about this morning. We already talked about the safeties. Today, we're going to talk about their compatriots, their partners in crime, part of the Jack Boys, Mm -hmm. DBs. That's right. It's going to be an interesting group to watch. I think maybe, maybe the most talented deep group at Auburn this year is the group we're talking about today. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think that's the running back room. I the think running, that's back the running back would room would be the only room that I think would be competitive with that. But I, I, I mean, I don't know that there's a drop off at all in this room. I don't know there's a drop off at all in the running back room either. So yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it's it's going to be a strength for this team, uh, and I I just feel like there's just a lot of talent in this room and a lot of guys that are going to be able to play reps without having any issues with the assignments or what they need to be doing athleticism standpoint from a physicality standpoint tackling um coverage they've got the ability to do all of the things necessary to be a great and elite group this season and i think that was the case last year i don't think that this is new for auburn i think the defensive backs have been good they have they have been good and they have consistently been number one well recruited well-evaluated coming into Auburn. They have been drafted well and had success in the NFL. I think this is probably our most consistent group going back years, yeah. years, um, with what Crime Doll really built up. Really, honestly, it was uh, T-Rob Rob started, yeah. started it all. He started it when he got Carlton Davis for us and I think the next year, Jamil Dean. But that's when it started, and we have not slowed down since, man. We are still loaded at defensive back. Uh, here we are with our defensive back, starting with 
probably the best defensive back that's ever worn an Auburn uniform. Uh, Keontae Scott, six <laughs> foot zero, one eighty eight, junior, the uh, second year player, uh, community college, Chinook College transfer last year. Uh, hyperbole, of course, and but somebody probably slip that and say, "What about you?" Listen, man, calm down. Keontae Scott's just my boy, man. So whatever. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett is next at six foot one, one eighty four, a senior. K and Lee. Definitely mm-hmm. going to talk about this young man, 5'11", freshman, 181. DJ James here, 6'1", 164. I was surprised to see this, and I double and triple checked this number on the website. He was yeah. 174 last season. He's coming in at 164 this year, 10 pounds lighter, the senior um, DJ James here. I'm, I was like, was that a typo on the mm. Auburn site, or is he really, did he really lose 10 pounds? Like, Was it a typo last year? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, J.C. Hart coming in next, 6'2", 195, mm-hmm. freshman. Um, J.C. Hart, bigger than I thought he was. I, you know, he he looks like a, a slim guy when you just see him on on film. Mm-hmm. But 6'2", 195 is pretty big. I mean, he's slim for 6'2", but 195 makes him the biggest guy in this room as far as weight is concerned. Uh, the freshman from right round the way at Lochapoca. Shout out to Lochapoca, man. Shout out Shout to my out guy, uh, you know, Johnny and Pat and uh, Janetta. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that's my that was my Lochapoca folks right there. Yeah, uh, man. Corey, you know, uh, all of my Lochapoca folks, man. Shout out to y'all, man. But uh, uh, JD Rim coming in next, six foot one, one seventy eight, sophomore. Colton Hood, the freshman, five eleven, one eighty three, the legacy. Colton legacy, Hood, legacy. Uh, Champ Anthony, a guy who I haven't heard a lot about. I am going to be asking some questions next time I have an opportunity to talk to some people on the defense about how Champ Anthony is doing right now. But he is the other JUCO transfer that we've got in here in this room. 5'11", 164. So again, another on the smaller side, sophomore. Uh, plays really physical, though. So interesting. He's a smaller guy in that way. Tyler Scott, six foot one, one ninety three, freshman. And then, of course, Jalen Simpson, who we talked a little bit ba- about in the last one because he is primarily playing safety this year, but listed on the roster as a defensive back at six foot one, one seventy eight, the yeah. senior in that room. Be will. Mm-hmm. First yes, impressions from just looking at that roster and uh, guys that you are outside of DJ James. We know DJ James is going to be a guy that everybody's looking to to have a, a phenomenal season. He has been a stalwart for this team. Last season, he was good at Oregon. He was good again his first year at Auburn. We know DJ James. Other guys that you're looking for and first impressions here. You know, I've heard so much about Kay and Lee coming from the spring to now. I want to see if he can get out there and hold down that, uh, the other starting outside corner spot. I doubt it's going to be that simple with so much talent in the room, I think we've got as equal a chance of Nehemiah Pritchett getting those snaps. Kay and Lee can probably get some of those snaps. I wouldn't be surprised if J.D. Brim gets some of those snaps. However, Kay and Lee is the one I want to see because I want him to be primed to take over one of the, the two starting jobs going into next season when we know D.J. James is going to depart. He could have departed this offseason. He's mm-hmm. gone after this year. Who do we have who can hold down the spot? And really, we're going to find that out one way or another. Uh, I think plenty of guys are going to get snaps and a chance to hold down one of those outside corner spots. In, in spurts, I hope K and Lee is one of those guys, number one, because he was recruited and, and, and 
heralded as, as a big recruit. He's shown enough to get everybody excited in the spring and going forward to fall camp. I want to see him emerge as a, our next lockdown because honestly, we've kind of, we talked about this, DBs, we've had a lockdown corner, it seems like. Last year was DJ James. The year before was really Roger McCrary twice in a row, two years in a row. Um, I'm trying to think who it was. 2020 may have been our... Well, no, Roger, Roger was there. He had broken down, mm-hmm. but he, he really locked it down, I think, 2021. Yeah. 2019 is the year I'm thinking. I can't remember who it was 2019. Because I think uh, Jamel Dean got out in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Or was he 2019? Oh, I'm having trouble remembering. Go ahead when and everybody keep talking, left. and I'll, I'll look. You look that up. But yeah, K. Lee is the one I want to see. I want to see if he can live up to the promise. And I, I hope we can lock one of those down. Now, it doesn't always work out like, hey, he's the guy day one, put him on the field, and he's going to start. Carlton Davis could was one of those guys. He ended up being one of those guys. Roger McCreary didn't start every freshman game, though. He got a couple of, he got snaps. He played a few games. And by year two, he got more consistent. So by year three, it was balling. Mm. And that's how you got out of here. My guys, Jamie and Sherwood was in that defensive backfield. He was. Outside he was more corner, safety, though. Where he was, Javaris Davis, um, really talented tackling, undersized, that's right. but tackling. That's right, team. that's right, that's right. Uh, let's see, Jeremiah Denson was on that team. Mm-hmm. Smoke Monday, safety. Roger McCray was on that team as a sophomore. Daniel okay, Thomas so was on that team. Safety, okay. Uh, Simp was on that team, but he was a freshman, didn't play a lot that year. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's other names that I'm not mentioning on here. Uh, Nehemiah Pritchett was on that team as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Peters was on that team, more special teams. Zion Puckett, that was his freshman season. So Christian gotcha. Tut was on that team. And Christian that was Tut balled out. Noah he was kind of junior year. He was kind of the star, right? He was, a uh, well, mm-hmm. the, the nickel. Um, yep. Tut, he, he was everything <laughs> on that defense. And he actually played really well in some big games for us. But I am looking forward to Continuing the legacy of shut them down on one side. I got one side I don't have to worry about when it comes to the past. Now, at 164, maybe you do have to worry about DJ James in the run game. Are you going to hold up? If our linebackers are as good as we hope they can be, maybe that's not as much of a concern. Um, our safeties need to be good tacklers. Simp is a good tackler. Kaufman is. is a better than average tackler. I mean, I don't think you got to be scared of him like you've got to be scared of <laughs> um, Rose Green back in the day, but... I don't have any concerns with our safety positions and their tackling and playing a run. At 164, I would have concerns about that, but I haven't seen those concerns so far. Like, I haven't, I'm trying to remember games like, man, DJ James should have made that tackle. I can't remember saying that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. That just means I don't remember saying it. So, um, who's going to lock down the corner? Kay and Lee, I want to be the next guy. I want to be the next one. That's prime. That's, that's already going to be after his sophomore season, he's projected to be a low first round, mid first round pick. Uh, th- that's what I want to see from him. I want to see that promise start this season though. Hmm. Yeah, I think that he is, I mean, listen, by all accounts, going to be the next guy up in that room. I wonder if he gets any taller. Um, he is undersized as far as that's concerned, but mm-hmm. his effort is what everyone who I have spoken with is talking about for him in that room. He's just... He's kind of like the consummate professional. He's coming in there and he's putting in the work every single day. So looking forward to seeing how that pays dividends for the young man. I do think that he is going to be a good one in that room. Um, The other guy, man, I was 
looking forward to seeing his emergence this year. I was pleasantly surprised by the get of KN Lee number one mm-hmm. on uh, National Signing Day or yeah, was it early signing day or national signing day? He flipped. I don't remember. Either way, he it signed was early. with us. Yeah. But the guy who I was looking as the heir apparent was JD. He was hurt mm-hmm. during the fall. I mean, excuse right. me, during the spring. Mm-hmm. He's back out there now. I think JD Rim is going to be a guy that's going to put some people on notice when he gets his opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what the sophomore is able to provide for this team going into the future. I think that this defensive backfield is in good hands if they can figure out how to keep a guy like J.D. Rim out there ready as the next guy. If Champ Anthony is as as good as people uh, have reported him to be, again, I haven't heard much of him in the fall, but if he's that good, and then you got a kid like Tyler Scott out there on the outside who I've mm-hmm. heard some good things about as well. Um, not so much since he's been at Auburn, but just the hype around him coming into Auburn. Right. You look at Kay and Lee, JC Hart, who is a flexible guy, can could play wide receiver, but out there playing DB right now. JD Rim, Colton Hood, who I think is going to be more of in that star mm-hmm. kind of linebacker kind of spot for yeah. us. Um, Tyler Scott and Champ Anthony. You've got four DBs right there that can be the next up, and you can just reload at the d- defensive backfield and and be fine. And that's not even mentioning the freshman crop that we sh- we're going to have coming in uh, that they've recruited, which is supposed to be extremely talented. Uh, so, man, they are doing work to keep this defensive backfield looking like an elite group for a few years to come if you can keep that nucleus together and you can figure out how to get that rotation where all of these young men feel as if they're being valued. The forgotten man in this room, I think, of course, is going to be Nehemiah Pritchett. Yeah. Is he going to be able to hold on to his spot and stay out there and producing at a high level? He came back for his senior season. Uh, I don't know that he had a lot of pro prospects that are out there, but I think somebody would have taken a flyer on a guy who can move the way that Nehemiah Pritchett can at his size and his athleticism. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody would have said, yeah, man, let's, you know, take him in the later rounds and see what he can do, get him in camp and figure it out. Um, Any thoughts on Nehemiah Pritchett and what he's going to be able to do in this final season? I think Nehemiah Pritchett has been good over the course of his career. Unfortunately, we have had games where he was the unfortunate victim in some big plays um, on the wide receiver that had a big catch. I remember distinctly the 21 season playing Georgia at home. And I think it was McConkey hitting with that mm-hmm. double move and taillights. And it was like, woo, okay. Because that was a big one because we were we were holding on that game. We weren't going to win that game. It was going to be a matter of when, not if. We eventually broke because our defense couldn't hold up under so many chances on the field without our offense doing something. But yeah, they... Um, that that was one of the things that seemed to start the the <laughs> the cascade of points right. from Georgia, and I think that sticks out in a lot of fans' minds for sure. Honestly, it does. So he's had uh, a couple of games like that. He's not a bad corner though. The the question is, and and when we're talking about DJ James comparatively or Roger McCreary comparatively, you don't remember those types of plays from them. And that's when they build that reputation as a good corner. Number one, when the ball gets thrown their way. 
they are often breaking it up or often getting between uh, the ball and the wide receiver or so close in coverage that the wide receiver can't make the play. We don't have these plays from them that, oh, man, you got burned on that, huh? That's in, in, so it's easy to think, oh, Pritch is not good. Not good is, is that's, that's an exaggeration. He's yeah. had some bad plays in some big games, admittedly, yes. What can he do to remedy that? What can this coaching staff do to remedy that? He's got a dedicated cornerbacks coach now who is great at turning people into quality cornerbacks. Crime dog turned Noah Igbenogany into a first-round cornerback at 5'9". And now, apparently, he's in Dolphins camp picking off to Tagovailoa. You can get better at your craft. Nehemiah yeah. Pritchett can get better at what he lacks as a quarterback to get him ready for the next level. I don't want to put it past him to improve. I don't want to put it past anybody to improve. So, with that being said, I do think he starts the season. I think Pritchett starts the season. The experience he has and the physicality, the speed, he can be an asset, absolutely. I don't think they're going to leave him out there if we start seeing some repeat of the bust that led to big plays for the opposing offense. Yeah, there's That's too much where, talent, yeah. There's too much talent in the room, all right? So they're going to put Kay and Lee out there for a driver. I mean, for sure, you got talent, you get them out there. You get Pritchett out there, and, and you let them play, especially early. We're going to be against some opponents that we're going to overpower. Great. That's a great time to get Kay and Lee prepared. I guess the real test of what happened in games one, two, and three is who do they put out there to face a Bobby Petrino attack in week four on the road, Texas A&M? My yeah. guess it would be at the senior. The is, is he a fifth-year senior? I'm not sure if he's fifth-year or not. I believe it is his fifth year, yeah. You put your fifth-year senior out there, number one for leadership, number two for experience. He shouldn't be shaken by that environment. And you let him do the job, okay? That, to me, will tell the story of how far Nehemiah Pritchett has progressed. Can he hold off, once we get into SEC competition, can he hold off, minimize the errors, and hold off a talented KN Lee or a talented J.C. Hart? I think J.C. Hart is probably just as primed to end up being a starter next year as KN Lee is. I think he looks that talented to me. So we will see. I, I, I'm just, I'm not out on Pritchett, man. Like, Give somebody a chance to improve. He, he was see, playing. He knows the mistakes that he made. And yeah. I believe that he can improve. Yeah, I think uh, Pritchett uh, gets a little unfairly criticized sometimes. Um, he is, I don't think anybody's going to mistake Nehemiah Pritchett for a lockdown, don't throw it on this guy corner, but he's also not as bad as people are trying to make it seem like he is. He's probably, it's it's the truth yeah. is definitely somewhere in the middle for him. Right. Um but he's definitely got the talent. He's got the ability to be physical. He likes to play. I mean, this is another thing. He was making that transition over to playing more of a zone type of defense, and he is more of a press corner. Press he likes yeah. to be physical at the line of scrimmage, all that sort of thing. And I think that he's going to get more opportunities to do that this year in this scheme. Uh, yeah. So you may see an emergence of him again. And I mean, by the numbers, though, he still wasn't bad. He's still one of the better defensive corners out there right. uh, in the country, not just in the league. So we had people were excited to see him come back as far as the staff because they knew they were going to have two viable outside corner options to be able to get us to a position where we can groom some of these younger guys in there. So yeah, I think that uh, Pritchett, hopefully he has a good redemption story this year. I know everybody's ready to 
anoint the young guy, K.N. Lee. And I think K.N. Lee is super talented and he's going to make it yeah. difficult to keep him off the field. But hopefully Nehemiah Pritchett is ready to get out there and make some people believers. But he's not going to be able to do it without the defensive front doing what they need to do. And that's been, I think, the bigger issue for Auburn right. over the last few years is the right. pass rush just has not been a real thing. Like that's yeah. going back two, three years now, right? Like pass rush is just... Well, 2021, we figured it out. As the season wore on in 2021, the pass rush actually got better. We we had what we yeah. thought was an underwhelming Penn State trip, all right, where they should have rushed the pass more and didn't and got Aiden eaten alive. And then we had a phenomenal, really, last three or four games of the season. Um, that that least, came a lot with the emergence of T.D. Moultrie. T.D. Moultrie right. just, for some reason, he just woke up when he came back from that suspension and he was like, nah, bro, I'm not going out like this. He was balling out. Kobe was getting great pressure. Marcus Harris was getting great pressure. We were doing phenomenal. Of course, Derek Hall was still here. Mm -hmm. But we were doing phenomenal in pass rushing for about half of that season. And then to 2022, it didn't exist. 2020, it didn't exist. And it's been rough. It's been rough for two and a half, three years of the last four. It's been rough. So, yeah, where is that pass rush? Because we know that makes it easy. 2019, the reason we can remember Christian Tut making big plays the defensive line was creating pressure, was creating turnovers. Mm -hmm. I specifically remember LSU fumble on the ground, Christian Tut fumble, re re return for a touchdown. They were getting picks and getting their hands on balls because the defensive line was making it tough for the opposing offense. Can they do that this year? Right. That's, that's probably the biggest question mark on the defense for sure. Can the defensive line apply pressure? We're hearing good things about that group, and I guess we'll get to them eventually. But um, yeah, the cornerbacks are still dependent. They got to eat, but they got to depend on somebody else to help help feed them a little easier. Wool Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the Wool Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to get over and get some help from you all in, in this conversation. Uh, and we are going to see what you all are talking about in regard to the defensive backfield room. We'll start the comments off this morning with Jonathan, Jonathan Boyson, who says, is Hart going to play wide receiver or DB? He's working he out with the DBs be. right now. He's going to be a DB. He's going to be a DB for sure. I think it's a benefit to have him in that room. It's not that he couldn't uh, play wide receiver, I'm sure, but the wide receivers we have seem to be a step above what he is probably equipped to do. And that's not a slight to him. That's I think he's probably a better DB. He was recruited as a DB and maybe the return game. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But as at his height, um, his length, his very slight of frame, all right, kind of built like, I guess you could say, Shane Hooks. They're, they're both very slim guys. But J.C. Hart looks. He when I saw him at practice, he was with the defense, learning the defensive calls and the defensive uh, the base scheme. He seems to be a DB. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, again, working with that DB room. So looking forward to seeing how he uh, f turns into shape there. Uh, Jonathan Brandon jumps in with an actual comment. Jonathan, there we go. Simp is going to be. I guess that's the bomb this season. Yeah, J. J uh, Jalen Simpson. Um, 
can't say enough about what I expect from Jalen Simpson at the safety position, but looking yeah. forward to seeing what he does out there. Uh, Chris S says, shout out to Smoke making waves at Saints camp. Smoke Monday um, was doing well last season before he got hurt. Everybody was talking about how yeah. much he was being competitive out there uh, for the Saints. Looking forward to seeing what year two in the NFL brings for a hopefully healthy uh, Smoke Monday as he goes into his sophomore campaign, which is really kind yeah, of his, yeah. uh, his his rookie season for, yeah. as far as experience on the field is concerned. But yeah. hopefully Smoke Monday is going to have a great NFL career. That young man, by all accounts, is great locker room guy, hmm. knows what he's doing out there on the field. He's a, he's a leader and the, 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 the defensive backfield. And hopefully year two turns out to be a good one for him. Yeah, man. He look, he hits and he has a nose for the ball. Two great things in a safety. You just if he can keep his helmet out the play, they they got a baller. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Rodney Gilbert jumps in and says, "Gets even deeper next year in regard to the defensive backfield room." Yes, yeah. we have chronicled this. It's 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 getting to be scary hours, man, for what they're doing in the recruiting in those DBs. And if if all of those young men actually sign and end up here at Auburn. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. Looking forward to that. Anxiously awaiting early signing day at this point in time. If we could just like have early signing day be tomorrow so we could go ahead and solidify the group that we've already got and let them continue <laughs> trying to sign people through, I would be a lot happier about where we are. Uh, another... Regular statement from John Brandon, man. This is what's uh, going on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I just skipped past all the jokes that he made today. But can't wait for teams to try to throw on us. Not going to be a thing this year. I don't think that's going to be a good proposition for people to try to do. It shouldn't be easy. Let's say yeah. that it shouldn't be easy. Well, somebody's going to have some great wide receivers. I'm sure. I don't know yeah. who exactly that is yet, but. I don't. Again, I don't expect I think this is going to come down to the pass rush, man. Like yeah. if we're gonna, they're gonna have to make QBs earn the the ability to get throws off. But this is this is really so two things, right? First and second down, right? How well are you getting people or keeping people into third and long situations that will allow you to have a, an effective pass rush? Uh, and then if it is a third and medium. Are we able to keep guys in a position where, you know, the, the defensive backs are playing tight enough coverage where they're not able to just get a quick, easy or cheap one, right? Like yeah. it's going to have people are going to make completions, right? You're not going to stop people from getting first downs the entirety of games. Yeah. Uh, but what you can do is make it difficult for them to do that. Like tight window catches and all that kind of thing. Those things are going to happen. Make them earn it, though. I don't really want to see yeah. guys running around wide open because of coverage busts. Right. Um, right. make guys make plays, man. Make them make a play. And that's what I, what I want to be able to see. I don't want to see a lot of just where it looks like we're confused out there. So I'm looking forward to getting an opportunity to talk to some of these defensive players. Again, we've had the firesides. Um, we just talked to the running backs. Looking forward to getting an opportunity to talk to some of these defensive players. And we're, we're working on that for you all. And I want to hear their perspective on how things are going. Jonathan Boyson jumps back in and says, Kayon Lee, I think, will rotate with Pritchett at least to start the year. I think that's likely. I mean, I think we're going to rotate a lot 
Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of rotation in our defensive backfield just because that's the the style in which I think they want to play this year. It's just getting a lot of guys reps, keeping guys fresh so that if you need to just say, all right, we're going to go with our best four, right? Our two best safeties, two best outside corners, mm-hmm. or really five if you talk about the the, the star. And we're going to roll with those guys for these last two possessions where we need to get stops. They yeah. want to keep guys fresh early in the game. That's going to go defensive line, even linebackers. I think we're going to be rotating guys. And that's part of the reason why I think Coach Freeze and company had been so adamant about needing to upgrade in these rooms. It's like, I need to know that at any given moment, I can throw another guy out there because this guy's tired. This guy is not having his best game against this one. A matchup of, you know, height in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be able to be multiple in those ways. And I think that they've done a good job of getting this room. Well, this room, I think, was already super talented, right? Like, the additions, though, of and Lee, J.C. Hart, Colton Hood, Champ Anthony, and Tyler Scott – Right. Like all of those guys are people who I think could be starters in in the next season. Right. Right. So if you added potential starters up and down the roster, as opposed to guys who, you know, nobody's ever going to hear anything from. Or if you hear the name, you're like, "Eh, that doesn't impress me. I'm not really worried about that guy. Right. Then you haven't really added depth. We've added some significant depth to this room. Right. Yep. Uh, Next up, jumping in, AU alum 94 says, uh, laughing out loud, I see K. Scott at the top of the list. I bet Ike put this list together. You are correct on half of this. I did put the list together, but I actually put it the every list, uh, not just this one, is put together by their roster number. So um, Keontae Scott actually skipped switched to roster number zero. So that's why he was at the top of that list. That has nothing to do with my preference towards uh, young Keontae <laughs> Scott. It's my guy, but I wouldn't just do that arbitrarily. It is my roster number. Uh, AU alum 94 again says a lot of these kids will ball out if we get good pressure up front. This is something we've just talked about. I agree with this wholeheartedly. The pressure is going to be something that is necessary. Listen, pass rush and, and your ability to defend the pass go hand in hand. If uh, you're giving the quarterback a lot of time, DPs can't cover forever, man. Can't cover forever. You know, I want to see some covered sacks though. I do want to see some situations where the DBs, are plastered to receivers so much that the quarterback just kind of has to eat it. Yeah. Like what I, I'm, I am I am very eager to see, well, number one, that can happen. I think we did a great job of that last year when we didn't really have much of a pass rush at all. There, there were times where, all right, well, three seconds, and I'm still got the ball in my hand, so it's just going to get hard for you to keep covering my guy so I can find the guy. Like, we had that happen a couple of times last season. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think we're going to be a little better off than we were last season just because of the number of bodies that we have on the line. Like, we got to find some new ones, true, but we got some good ones. So, um, hopefully, it's not to that extent. But I do think, listen, the same coaches that had us looking great over the last five years, I mean, Crime Dog, and also Zach Etheridge, who put together a great secondary, I think, two years in a row now, they're still here. These guys are going to get coached up. So, I have very little concerns about their ability. But yeah, you're right, AU alum. If we got to get pressure. We got to get pressure. Got to. Yeah. Mandatory. Uh, Derek Anderson, does the media get any viewing during the scrimmages? Yes, actually, we do get to go to uh, the scrimmage. I don't know what the media viewing period is, but there, I think there are oh, a lot okay. of media at the scrimmage this Saturday. Oh, okay, because they had not done any of that <laughs> for a couple of years. 
So that's that's a surprise. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they, they are allowing some media at this scrimmage. I am not sure if uh, I, I haven't talked to Mike about this. I do believe Mike is going to try to be in the building for the scrimmage this weekend, but we'll find out. And that's tomorrow, actually. So um, there is a media viewing period. There's a fan event going on and a scrimmage tomorrow. So yeah. hopefully we will get an opportunity to see what's happening out here at the scrimmage. Again, I caution people not to make too much of what you see in the scrimmage, but that's like talking to a wall because I understand people are going to do it anyway. Anyway, all right, but we are out of here. We will be back at you guys on Sunday to talk about all the things. We've got um, a couple of big recruitment battles that are going on this weekend and people announcing uh, that are potentially leaning in Auburn's direction. So we will uh, break that to you as that comes in. But if we don't hear, if you don't hear from us, I should say over the next day and a half, we will be back at you on Sunday with the weekend tailgate. Until then, and as always, War Eagle, peace. Peace.